Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Fire and I Sports. Sorry, guys, for the delay. It's been completely on me. It's been a tumultuous first week here at the University of Georgia. But as always, my name is Evan Smoke, and I am your resident fire. Uh, joining me three hours southeast is Bryson Wheeler, the local ice. He is attending Georgia Southern this fall. Bryson, how's first week classes been? How's Justin? How's everything? Uh, great so far. Fairly easy classes. I love my psychology of coaching classes right up my alley. Had a speech today in um, public speaking, but it's all going great so far. Yeah, I, I felt that our public speaking hasn't really got uh, in the full frontal for me yet, but um, I will say I'm enjoying the sports media class that I'm in. It's done by the director of the sports media program here at the university, and uh, the class schedule is Monday, lecture. Wednesday, movie. Friday, no class. So I can get behind that really easily. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. But um, it's been a while since we talked. We got it. We're gonna t- we're gonna do a lot of recapping, uh, kind of where the Braves have been going, and we're gonna you know finally finish out our top twenty five in college football and look ahead to that season. But um, Bryson, I believe we have a guest for a trivia. We sure do. Noah Hall is right here, and yes, he's sir. about to give us our question. Okay, in twenty thirteen, Jameis Winston won the Heisman. Who came in second? Okay, long time ago. I, I haven't. I feel like this is that's just like too easy of an answer. Give us a shot. Uh, now I'm gonna be really weird. Probably not gonna make any sense, and y'all are probably gonna laugh at me. But I'm gonna take the Klein quarterback from Kansas State. This is incorrect. Okay, well, one name that immediately popped in my mind, and I, it's kind of a long shot as well, is Justin Blackman for Oklahoma State. But, um, I'm thinking, okay, the championship that year was Florida State-Auburn, correct? Correct. Okay, but Auburn did not really have a star. Correct. Johnny Manziel, I, I'm going with it. Johnny Football. No. Thank you. You know he would have won. Who was it? it? A.J. McCarron. Okay. R.I.P. his leg. R.I.P. Yes. <laughs> Felipe Frank's time up in Atlanta if anything happens to Matt Ryan. That's the scariest part. That, that <laughs> I agree. That alone should make us go 0-17. Like, just having him on the team. Yeah. His best plays is him uh, running for his life in the backfield. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into a little bit of baseball before we jump into college football for a while. But um, the Braves are on a nine-game win streak, and we play the Yankees tonight, who are also on a nine-game win streak. You know, at first when I was thinking about the series, I was like, I think that we're probably going to drop both games because we seem to never get over the Yankees. But I like our pitching matchups the next two nights. We're throwing Enoa, who has been really solid lately, coming back and uh charlie morton who is gonna have that experience of playing the american league teams you know come from the rays pitching against the yankees all the time he's having a really strong year 12 and 4 on the year with 3470 ra so i think that the braves can compete with the yankees and hopefully at least split do you know when's the last time two teams with nine game winning streaks played each other did you see the stat today i saw it today and i know it's only happened twice ever was the other or was the last one like 1980 something 1901 oh long time ago 
120 years. Yeah. But uh, I do. I definitely like the Morden matchup tomorrow against Heaney because Heaney has been struggling. Morden quietly has been the best pitcher for us this year. You know, that's I mean, at least on paper. Yeah. Um, I like I like the I like the Braves in at least one, and don't be surprised if we take them both. We're just playing out of our minds right now. Everything's clicking. It's very hard to pick against them right now. I agree, and the acquisitions we made are just perfect. I mean, Rich Rodriguez has been solid out of the pen. I think they should look at moving him to the closer role over Will Smith, either him or Luke Jackson close. And then I think uh, the acquisitions of Soler and Peterson uh, have been really, really strong for us. Yeah, I was definitely wrong about the Peterson trade. I mean, I didn't crap on it, but I wasn't super high on it, and I would take back every word I ever said. He's been phenomenal for us. All right, well, the Braves have a huge uh, next about eight or ten games, and we'll see what the division looks like after that. You'll pretty much know exactly the playoff picture after this next week and a half. But let's go ahead and jump into college football. And we are wrapping up our top 25, and um, we are going to start with number five today. And number five is Ohio State. You want me to give a little run? I, I like wrote down a summary of all the teams. You want me to just give a quick rundown? Yeah, go ahead, and I can bounce some things off of you. All right. And then I want you to give an in-depth uh, on Georgia when we get to them. Okay, so at number five, we have Ohio State. They have a loaded but very young quarterback room with C.J. Stroud and Quinn Ewers. That's, that's kind of the whole basis of their team. If C.J. Stroud or Quinn Ewers, either one, can – develop and become a at least a solid quarterback they're going to be right there in the national championship picture and if they can't then they won't be and at running back they return master teague and get five-star travion henderson so a really good running back core they have the best wide receiver core in the nation with garrett wilson and then the best offensive or the best wide receiver in the country chris Olave, and they also have jackson smith and jigba the offensive line is led by Thayer Monford and Nicholas Pettit-Freer. The defensive line has Zach Harrison. And the linebacker core, they lost two or three starters. So very unexperienced, but they have a very experienced cornerback group led by seven banks. So give us your thoughts on Ohio State. Yeah, just like you said, the quarterback room is going to dictate how the season goes. I mean, regardless of how the quarterbacks play, Ohio State is the upper echelon of the Big Ten. I really don't see anybody competing them, even with subpar quarterback play. Um, but subpar quarterback play could definitely create, you know, a disaster or an embarrassment in the, you know, in the final four. Um, yeah. I want to know what eight and four team they're going to lose to this year. It seems to always happen. So um, be on the lookout for that. I think Ohio State more than likely, probably 11 and one, 12 and one, you know, like three or four seed in the playoffs. And that's yeah. just. It's just kind of how it is. The team's really good. I mean, Chris Olave is that type of a difference maker that a sub that a subpar quarterback can. And not that I think Shroud or Ewers is going to play that well, but they are young. They do have to develop to the college level. So it'll be they go through some growing pains, and I think one will especially be week three against Oregon. Yeah, that'll definitely be a big game. If Ohio State can win that game convincingly we they're 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 a problem you know like that's yeah, they'll a, make the playoffs and they they'll be legit 
Okay, so our number 14 is your University of Georgia Bulldogs. So go ahead and give us a little rundown on what you expect from them this year. I need to check my phone because I think someone else just got injured probably. Um, Camp has been awful. Um, we've just decided that we're going to run a hospital rather than a football practice and just get every guy, whoever makes a difference, get hurt. Thankfully, a JT or none of the running backs have been hurt in camp. I know Cook, James Cook, who I expect to see big things out of this year. I think James Cook's going to be your most reliable back. I mean, Zamir White is going to be able to run the ball up the center. Don't get me wrong. He's going to do his job. But James Cook could have a really big year this year, and I think you're going to need that if you want him to move. If you want to move the Georgia Bulldogs from SEC championship contingent to national championship contingent. The defense is going to be stout as always. Your corner, your defensive back group is going to be young. I mean, they're not they're not bad. They're very talented. They've seen uh, playing time at certain points, but all four of your starters last year moved on. So you're going to have to. Huh. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that's the one thing that I highlighted when I was talking about them. I said it is a cornerback group that is very talented, but has they've never played together. You've got nope. Darion Kendrick coming in from Clemson. You've got Taki Smith coming in from West Virginia. You've got Keeley Ringo, who has not had much experience yet. You've got you Lewis Seen, who's been there for a few years, but they've never played together as a core. So can yep. they get that communication down and mold together is going to be the main question. That's going to be the biggest question. And you're gonna and you're definitely going to see it week one against Clemson. I mean, if there, it's a very talented wide receiver room over there in South Carolina. And, like, if – if your cornerbacks can step up, I mean, Kendrick will be able to help coming from the, you know, coming from Clemson, but like Tyke Smith is hurt. You don't know if he's going to play. Lewis Seen is going to do the regular Lewis Seen stuff. Keely Ringo is supposed to be all world. Let's see how he turns out. You know, Amarius Smith speed is back there. You know, he should be, you know, in and out at the nickel position, maybe playing some safety of Tyke Smith's hurt, you know, there's a lot of questions, but a lot of talent. Kirby has spent the last three years with top two, top three recruiting classes, and it, and the team is practically five stars and high four stars at this point. It, the, the, the question becomes now is do we have the players? It's not that. The question now is do we have the coaches to make the players win, you know, and that's going to be going to be pretty, you know, pretty prevalent this year. Yeah, well, one more thing I want to highlight on them is um, I think that they have a top two defensive line in the country led by Jordan Davis, and I'm really high on Jordan Davis if nobody knows that yet. Yeah, Jordan Davis is, is going to be amazing. Adam Anderson coming off the edge is going to be a monster. You know, our linebacker room, while there's so many good linebacker rooms, our linebacker room can go up about half of them, if not all of them. I mean, Kobe Dean, Nolan Smith, Adam Anderson's in that group. They're just dogs. They did really well in the spring game. I was able to see them. They were just tearing up our offensive line. So I mean, they're going to be a they're going to be a real uh, problem. You know, whenever it comes to SEC and out of conference play this fall, JT Daniels is going to be back in at quarterback. I think he's a top five quarterback in the country. I don't think that I don't think that should be disputed. If you dispute it, I'm sorry. It should be disputed. I'm sorry. That's just wrong. But. We'll see yeah. after this year when he's not even a top ten quarterback in in football. That's just not true, but we'll see. Um, your wide receiver room is just extremely hurt right now. Um, you know, yeah, I, mean, I, I was honestly thinking about going and trying out for wide receiver at Georgia. They call, they emailed me last week uh, yeah, asking if I couldn't I, make time. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't come either. They literally were doing open tryouts at Ramsey yesterday when I was getting my training done. But I mean, I think I mean Kirby wrote the sprints the other day. Ready. <laughs> Kirby was getting warmed up. <laughs> Kirby's coming back, finishing his eligibility. Um, you know, Kiers Jackson's healthy. He's he's still going to be a really good playmaker. But on the on the injured side, Eric Gilbert's nowhere to be seen. No one can figure out why. Darnell Washington's battling a foot injury. George Pickens has got a torn ACL. Dominique Laylock has still not been cleared from his ACL tear a year and a half ago. Um, Mary, uh, Jermaine Burden's got a broke or a sprained ankle. Uh, Rosemary St. Jackson, the guy who got his leg broke in the Florida game, he's almost back. The only good thing right now is Kiaris Jackson and Arian Smith. <laughs> and both of those guys are really good, but they're not top tier wide receivers. Yeah, they they don't, and they also don't have much experience. I mean, Kiaris Jackson has some, but Arian Smith caught what two passes all of last year. Yeah, he looked really good in the G Day game, but the G Day game is you know glass half full type situation. They're put in situations that's good. Yeah, all I, right. I well, no, no, finishing. I said I expect Georgia to win the East. I expect Georgia to compete for an SEC championship and be right in the national championship attention. But I mean. I, I There's think a lot in the East, but I think that they're going to drop the Clemson game, and I also think they'll lose to Bama in the SEC championship, and probably go eleven and two, and you know go to the Sugar Bowl, something like that. Yeah, we That's found there. We can move on. All right. Well, at number three, we have a team that I'm really high on coming into the year. They are usually always overrated because of their terrible lack of defense. But I feel like they finally have a defense in play for this year. And with a really good offense, Oklahoma is looking to make a push for a national championship finally. They have Spencer Rattler at quarterback, who's probably the number one quarterback coming into the year, him or Sam Howell. You have Kennedy Brooks, who has been there for, it feels like, forever at running back, and Eric Gray transfer in from Tennessee. You've got Marvin Mims and Jadon Hazelwood at wide receiver to lead a really talented group. Wanya Morris transfers in from Tennessee to lead that offensive line. The defense is really old. They start six seniors and is led by Nick Benito, who will be a future first-rounder. The secondary, former five-star Jaden Davis, is going. I'm pretty sure he's a sophomore. He's going to look to make a strong impact on that secondary. So what are your thoughts on Oklahoma? I mean, yeah, they look great. They always look great. I mean, I don't. Yes, if every if everything comes to fruition, Oklahoma has an. It's all. I mean, it gets Alabama and Clemson to be the best team in the country. No one can dispute that, at least on paper. But I have two eyes, and I've watched football for five years. I'm not sold on the team, not because they don't have all the playmakers. I've just have never seen an Oklahoma team finish the drill when they've had everybody. Yeah, I understand. It's kind of just like our feeling with Notre Dame always. Notre yeah. Dame seems to always be so high on paper but can never finish it. But I feel like this is the year that Oklahoma finally – I don't think they win it, but they finally are right there. Like, you know, in the past years when they've made the playoffs, we're like, okay, well, Bama's going to beat them by 20. I think this year that they can actually compete. No, I'm probably sticking with the Bama or Clemson beats them by 20 motto. No, I just, I just, I'm not sold, you know, and, and I'd love to eat my words wrong. Cause I feel bad bro. I mean, shit, you do good all the time. You, you got all the best talent. And then as soon as it's time to play Kansas state or Alabama, you just decide I'm going to be 
uh, Kansas for a week. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know. I I don't, and I don't know if there's really anywhere to get better for Oklahoma. You know, I think it might just be mental psyche at this point. Yeah, because I mean they're on paper right now they have a top three offense, and on paper they have a top fifteen twenty defense. But and with one of the best coaches and the best offensive minded coach in the country, but. Yeah. They just never can seem to put it together. And it's usually because of the lack of defense. But I think they finally may have it figured out this year. I I think so as well. I think just the real question will be – one, the question will be how well does Spencer Rattler do? Because Spencer Rattler did not play that amazing last year. He was really good. I'm not going to say that. But everyone thinks he's going to be the clear-cut number one quarterback in the country this year. I'm not sold on that. I'm not. Well, I mean, outside of him and Howell. But, like, we'll see. I think Rattler's got a little bit more improving to do. You know, that comes with natural age and playing more. So, like, while he's poised to do it, I also need to see that just like I need to see Oklahoma win a big game. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, looking at their schedule, they really don't have anything besides Iowa State. So, I think the winner of that game, Iowa State and Oklahoma, is going to be in the playoffs. Well, I don't know about that because – you know, what if Iowa State beats them in the regular season and Oklahoma beats them in the championship? You put in two Big 12 teams in the playoffs? Yeah, fair. I didn't think about the rematch. I guess they split. Yeah, it'll probably be whoever wins the ladder. That's how it always seems to work out. So, I think Iowa right. State a lot closer to Oklahoma than people give them credit for. Oh, I totally agree. They have the best running back quarterback tandem in the country. Yep. And – uh, okay, well, let's move to number two, and we have Alabama. Usually, Alabama, you know, is number one by far favorite. But here's the reason why I don't have them at number one. Bryce Young, he's played barely any at all in college. Now, I look, I'm as high on Bryce Young as anybody. And I think if he develops, they're going to be far and away the best team in the country. But as of right now, August 23rd, I think Clemson is the best team in the country just because of the question mark of Bryce Young. Um, at running back, they return Brian Robinson, who also feels like he's been there forever just behind, you know, Najee Harris and some other really good running backs. But it's finally his year to break through. John Mechie and Slade Bolden lead a really strong wide receiver group. Jaleel Billingsley, who looks like a wide receiver, uh, plays tight end, and he's really good pass catcher. They have a strong offensive line led by future first-rounder Evan Neal. The defensive line is led by LeBron Ray. They do have the best linebacker core in the country with Will Anderson, Henry Toto, the uh, Tennessee transfer, and Christian Harris. And they have a really strong secondary led by Josh Job, Malachi Moore, and Jordan Battle. This defense it was a little bit down last year, but the offense was able to step up enough for Alabama. But I think this year the defense is going to be back to Alabama level, and they they're going to dominate with defense, and that's why I say if Bryce Young can be the quarterback we think he will be, they will be far and away the best team in the country. Yeah, Bryce Young's gonna suck. What are you talking about? We're mad at <laughs> like Bryce Young is awful. Everyone in Athens agrees with me. Yes. Uh, no, he's going to be really good. I wouldn't and, – and I would like to say, folks, I did have Alabama won. I lost the coin flip. God said Clemson's won. We're going to let that lie. But um, this is this is the best team in the country. This team is stacked. 
this team is prevalent in every position and has somebody that you're like, oh, crap, we have to play that person this week in my position group? Yeah, Alabama's that team. You, you can never go wrong. I mean, this is this team might be more all-around talented than last year's that won the championship. So on defense, absolutely. On offense, uh, we'll have to see. Well, I'm just saying all around. Like, the defense being so much better and the offense being kind of similar, I think you have to say this team. This team is, I think, is poised to be better than last year's team. I'll say that. That's probably a better way to put it. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't really know much more about Alabama. I mean, it's kind of the same standard. Everything in Tuscaloosa runs through the football program. And as long as Nick Saban's on the sidelines and he's pulling in the top five recruiting class every year, it's going to be kind of hard to dethrone them. You know? And just so you know, um, I do not expect Florida to even compete week uh, three with them. Somebody the other day asked me, and they were like, oh, I'm going to the Florida-Bama game. Is a Bama fan. They said they're going – they're like, you can go. I was like, I don't want to watch us lose by 30. So, yeah. like, I don't know if it'll be 30, but it's it'll be two to three touchdowns. We're not going to compete with Bama – the only reason it could even be possibly close is just like I said, Bryce Young inexperienced going into the swamp week three. You just never know. But now we're not going to win the game, though. Yeah. All right. Well, huh? What'd you say? I don't even know if Georgia can compete, and we're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. Well, let's end with my number one team, and it's Clemson. DJ Uyongle, my Heisman favorite, returns at quarterback. Uh, Lynn Dixon and Will Shipley will be at running back. I don't know much about Lynn Dixon, but Will Shipley was a five-star this past year, and people were comparing him to Christian McCaffrey. Now, that's the biggest question mark on the whole team, though, their running back core. Can somebody replace that Travis Etienne-type role? Uh, at wide receiver, they returned Justin Ross, who was a 1,000-yard receiver two years ago but had the neck injury and couldn't play last year. So if he can be even half of what he was before he got hurt, he's going to be really good. And they also have Joseph Ngata at wide receiver, so really strong group there. They have a strong offensive line, as always, led by Ohio State transfer Matt Brockhorst. Uh, Their defense is, in my opinion, the best defense in the country. They returned 10 of 11 starters, with the only starter not returning is Darion Kendrick, who transferred to Georgia. They – um. They have the best defense line in the country with Miles Murphy, Xavier Thomas, and Brian Brzee. They have a top three linebacker core in the country with James Skowski and Balen Spector. And if people remember the hit uh, James Skowski had on Justin Fields in the playoff game last year, you can understand why they're so good. And the, um, they have a really strong quarter, cornerback group led by Andrew Booth, who will probably be a future first-rounder, and Nolan Turner and Fred Davis, who was a five-star two years ago. So really talented group. I think best defense in the country. Can DJ Uyongle play like he did against Notre Dame, going for what do you go for over four hundred yards and three or four touchdowns? If he can put up those top numbers, they should be right there in the end and probably win it. Depending on Bryce Young, like we said earlier. Yeah, Clemson on paper is going to be, you know, a top two team in the country. Dabo Sweeney and his football program is going to be ready. They're going to, you know, they're going to, they got to start the season off with Georgia, which is going to be a really big matchup. But, you know, after that, the schedule becomes very much cupcake like. Um, they're probably, they're going to run through the ACC, let's be honest. They're going to win probably like their, what, ninth championship in a row? Is that what we're on? 
Eight or yeah, nine. That sounds about right. And then they're going to go into the playoff. They're probably going to win game one and then play Alabama in the championship for the millionth time. Like, it's college football for all the madness we like to see is starting to become a very stagnant, you know, end game. Yeah. Well, um, let's go ahead and run – since we finished our top 25, let's go ahead and run into our uh, Heisman. Who are your top five Heisman candidates for this season? All right, give me uh, – uh, I don't know his first name, but Thibodeau from Oregon, the defensive end. Yep, him at five. At four, give me uh, Chris Olave from Ohio State. At three, give me DJ Uyongale, however you say his name. Uyongale. That person. Um, I want Spencer Radler at two. And I want the University of North Carolina Tar Heel, Mr. Sam Howell. Where he was about to say JT Daniels, and I was about to throw my phone. Thank you for not I saying that. <laughs> but fun. yes, I, I totally agree with the list. I have Kayvon, who you said, at nine. And um, my top five runs Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa State, at five. Number four, Sam Howell, who you have at one. Number three, Bryce Young quarterback for Bama, number two, Spencer Rattler, Oklahoma, and number one, DJ Uyunglele from Clemson. There's, you know, it's a lot of quarterbacks up there. We've got the wild cards with Thibodeau, Stingley, Brees Hall. You know, somebody could, you know, compete, but I think it's a quarterback year for the Heisman, as always, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, this is a very good class. Because, I mean, outside of the big three, you know, I mean, mean, outside of – I mean, like, draft-wise, outside of, like – Rattler and Howell, you still have Malik Willis, you still have Dylan Gabriel, you still have Matt Corral, you have JT Daniels, you have Keaton Slovis, you have Parson Strong. De'Aaron King. De'Aaron King's still freaking at Miami. That dude's seven years old in the college realm. Yeah, I agree. He, I feel like watching him as a freshman when he put up 50-plus touchdowns for Houston, I feel like I was watching him in middle school. Yeah, I mean, De'Aaron – I mean, excuse me. You know, forget all that. Nick Starkle out of San Jose State's probably going to light it up too. I mean, hey, I'm ready for the transfer game with him and um, Tate Martell. Tate Martell, yes, they play each other this year. I'm ready for that. Tate Martell's got to win his job first. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably transfer two or three more times before the year starts. But all right, well, let's go ahead and run down our playoffs. You want to give us your top four for the end of the year? Okay, this was this game. It's going to be the University of Clemson at one. It's going to be Oklahoma at two. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the University of Ohio State at three. And it's going uh-huh. to be Alabama at four. Well, I'm going to tell you, I have the exact same list, except – see, I don't want to be that bland. I wanted to change it up. I hate having the same four teams in every year. So, earlier about – well, about four or five podcasts ago, my bold prediction at the end was Oregon is going to beat Ohio State week – is it two? Week two they play? Yeah. Week two. And then um, go on – go undefeated or maybe, you know, drop a game somewhere. But their resume will be good enough to get them in. So, I have Oregon at three. You know, I do I fully believe that in my head? I'm not sure yet. Am I going with it? Absolutely. I've got to make it interesting on them. You have, so I have, you have Alabama, Alabama, Oregon, Bama. 
how, how do we have Bam at four? To be honest, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think Bam is going. What? I just think Bama's going to have the worst resume out of the four. Yeah, I guess so. Because I expect Clemson to go undefeated. I expect I Oklahoma to go undefeated. I mean, I think Clemson's going to win over Georgia, and I think Oklahoma's yeah. going to win over Iowa State at least, mm-hmm. probably twice, maybe. You know, yeah. and then Oregon undefeated with a win over Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And, you know, who knows? Maybe Bama drops a game this year. They do go on the road to Florida. They have a and M. I'm not sure if that game's at home or away. They've got LSU, who should be improved. Ole Miss, who's going to have a very potent offense. I don't know. Maybe somebody can outscore them this year. Maybe Georgia. Noah, Noah just said Auburn. and um, No. No, thank you. Yeah, well, I, mean, I was just looking at the regular season schedule. But, yeah, I mean, Georgia in the SEC Championship, maybe they could. Yeah, I don't know why we have Clemson at one, though. I mean, they're not winning games. So. <laughs> hey, you're the one who said that. I've got $20 on Clemson. Yeah. I mean, listen, I felt really good about our chances, but now that everyone's getting hurt, I'm like, well, this is just sad. Well, the thing is, I'm, I forgot to mention this earlier. I said Clemson has the best defensive line in the country. Georgia lost three of five starters on the offensive line last year. Now, are they talented still? They're absolutely. I have but, class with three of them. What'd you say? I said I have class with three of them. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the inexperience against the best defensive line in the country, I think is really going to shake things up. And who is JT Daniels going to throw the ball to? I really don't know. what I don't. Exactly. And that's why I think Clemson wins pretty favorably. Uh, would you like to end with a bold prediction? Um, yeah, give me Iowa State beats Oklahoma at least once this year. Okay, I like that. I can definitely see that. All right, well, I'm going to go back to the Clemson-Georgia game that we've talked about a lot. I'm going to say Clemson wins by t- at least two touchdowns now. I didn't believe that before, you know, the Eric Gilbert stuff and Tyke Smith and all that, Darnell Washington being out possibly. Before that, I thought, you know, maybe a 10-point win Clemson. But I think it's going to be two-plus touchdowns now. Now, if they played later in the year, you know, week eight, week ten, would I say the same? Probably not. But I think as of right now, I'm going with that. Okay. I mean, I can't, I can't really argue against it considering, A, it's a bold prediction, and B, your bases are grounded in the fact that the uh, locker room has been turned into a makeshift uh, injury ward. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have any closing r- remarks? Go Braves. All right. Go Braves. <laughs>